0: This is Fish On, and I am Captain Kevin Lanier with KC Sport Fishing, and we're coming to you today from Weewahitchka, Florida, and uh, if you guys don't know where that is, um, neither do a lot of people, but we actually love living here. We're eight miles north of Mexico Beach on the Florida Panhandle, just east of uh, Apalachicola and just west of Panama City, so... Um, Out here in the country, uh, enjoying life and uh, getting ready to go fishing. It is um, summertime. It may not say it on the calendar, but the humidity is here and the 90 degree temperatures are here. So um, time to start sweating. But that also means that uh, snapper season is real close. Uh, For us, we start June 1st. And for everyone else, you start around June 17th, 18th time frame. So, uh, looking forward to all of that. Um, <clears throat> before we get started today, we're going to uh, give you a little official report about things that are going on. Uh, we're going to talk some more today about uh, buying a boat and what to look for and what to do. Um, and I got an announcement to make. If you haven't read my um, website or seen it posted on social media, uh, then you will get to hear it here firsthand. But Fisher port wise uh, redfish and trout are really good. Uh, my wife Cindy and her friend Tammy went with Captain Jordan Todd out in St. Joe Bay this week. Uh, caught some really nice redfish and trout. Uh, the flounder are here. Uh, guys are catching a really nice flounder. Pompano is starting to fade a little bit, uh, but they still can be caught. Um, offshore, amberjack still hot and heavy. Uh, trigger fish are good Uh, both those closed down at the uh, end of may for us so uh, if you're going to get down here and get amberjack triggers you got to do it pretty quick right now if the weather cooperates the red snapper season opener should be phenomenal looks like it's going to be a little lumpy uh, the rest of this week and next week Uh, we had our first tropical wave move through here uh, like it normally does the end of may first of june Um, and the annual kickoff of hurricane season. So that always uh, brings new um, complications to fishing. Uh, But uh, fishing is really good right now. I mean, from now till uh, the middle of July, uh, the fishing will be really, really good. Um, July tends to get hot, and um, they tend to move out into deeper water, but there's always something to catch here. The kingfish are showing up. Kobe are here. There are not many of them, unfortunately. And uh, Spanish Michael are still thick on the beach. So, but talking about uh, buying boats, uh, last time we talked about center consoles, dual consoles, pontoons, bay boats, all those type of things that you have to choose from. Um, And I talked a little bit about the 90% rule, which is really my rule or my world according to Captain Kevin. Uh, But always ask yourself uh, when you're going to look at boats, uh, 90% of the time I'm going to use this boat to do what? Um, And that's not only answered by you, but uh, your wife, your family, uh, depending on what all you want to do. um, You know, when you're looking for a boat as a private individual, um, you know, you always have to keep cost in uh, mind and all those things. But the main thing is, I always encourage people to buy a boat for what you're going to use it for the most. Um, we talk about buying new or buying used. Um, new boats are expensive right now. I mean, they're very expensive and used boats are hard to find, especially quality used boats. Um, you know, when you start looking at used um, the used market, you got to figure out if things are um, really uh, beat down or if they're still in really good shape. You know, one thing people always talk to me about are engine hours and how we, uh, what engine hours really mean to them. You know, buying a ten-year-old boat with three hundred hours, in my opinion, would ring a lot of um, caution bells and flags go up. Uh, buying a two-year-old boat with a thousand hours on it tells me the people use it. Uh, if you use the boat, you got to maintain it. Um, so, don't let hours really scare you away from a boat. Yeah, I know there's a certain amount of life in an outboard, but at the same time, a boat that is used and taken care of is far more uh, better by, in my opinion, than a boat sat in a yard for years and not used. When you're looking at new boats, uh, a couple things you want to look at and realize, just like buying cars, uh, you've got an entry-level boat, you've got a high-end boat. Uh, most everybody knows what those high-end boats look like. Um, they're expensive, multiple outboards. Um, high-dollar electronics, uh, entry-level boats, are just that. Um, they're to get you uh, started, and um, usually they're a first buy uh, and with plans to buy something uh, different down the road. So when you go in and look at boats, uh, I always say look at the how things are attached to the boat. The cleats, they'll give it away. Look underneath and see if the cleat is bolted or if it's screwed on. Um, those type of things will uh, kind of tell you the quality. Uh, look in the bilges. Are they finished or are they just raw fiberglass? Look at the wiring. Is the wiring all in disarray or is it well organized and look like it was put together by somebody who knew what they were doing? All those things are things you want to look at as you're looking at a boat, either new or used. I mean, a lot of times used boats, you know, people add equipment and things like that. So, um, some of the wiring might be in a little bit of disarray, but at the same time, look at the quality of the build, uh, stress cracks are normal in a boat. Uh, If you use a boat, you're going to get stress cracks in the gel coat. That's not a sign of lack of care or anything like that. Um, but you know, a large amount of stress cracks and a, uh, large amount of uh, chips in the hull, and things like that uh, would lead me to believe that uh, there may be some problems or some abuse going on with that boat. Um, outboards. Um, outboards on the market. Um, do you buy twins or do you get a single boat? I always tell, my philosophy is if you fish primarily within 10 miles of the shore and lake space and everything like that, a single engine is fine. If you're going to venture out into the Uh, Deep water, if you're going to run 15, 30, 40, 50 miles, you need a second engine. Um, Twin engines, of course, um, add cost. Uh, They burn more fuel. Um, Speed, I don't know. You're going to get into a debate whether or not uh, twins will give you more speed, which, yes, normally they do, or, um, you know, single getting you ultimate economy. So you got to look at that. If you maintain your single engine and you're smart, uh, you're okay getting out there and occasionally venturing out to that 20-mile run or something like that. But every day, day in and day out, uh, you definitely want to uh, keep that in mind when buying outboards. I am not going to go into specific models of outboards, but I will tell you that um, there are a lot of good ones out there now. Uh, Fewer companies making them, but they're still uh, quality outboards on the market. Uh, Always keep in mind maintenance cost. A good rule of thumb for your boat is figure 10% of the value of the boat for your yearly maintenance cost. So if you have a $100,000 boat, you got to figure $10,000 a year uh, for maintenance upkeep and things like that. Uh, You don't bring it home and use it and not be able to maintain it. Uh, You're going to be in trouble really quick. Uh, insurance when you're looking at buying insurance uh, your boating experience goes a long way uh, but depending on where you're boating will determine your insurance cost uh, we have seen a significant rise in insurance cost here uh, on the coast and a lot of times uh, companies are not even insuring us anymore if you're within a certain distance of the shoreline uh, as a charter boat um There are fewer and fewer companies that are insuring charters, so the price is really getting out of hand. There are a lot of things to think about. I mean, I've had guys ask me, hey, what if I buy a boat and lease it to a charter outfit? Well, keep in mind, the boat's going to get used. Uh, You still have to maintain the insurance and all those things. Um, I run a charter boat, so my two-and-a-half-year-old boat's got approximately uh, 1,300 hours on it. Uh, versus some two-year-old boats that normally would have uh, 500 hours or less. So, a lot of things to think about. Uh, We'll talk about in upcoming episodes, you know, like trailers and what you're looking at. We've talked about electronics already, outfitting that boat. Remember, safety gear. That's another episode we'll have. We'll talk about safety gear and what we recommend. There's a certain amount that you are required to have. And then in my opinion, there's a certain amount uh, that you should have in certain types. So keep all of that in mind when you're going to buy a boat. Um, You're looking at how the boat's laid out. How are you going to use it? Um, Are you going to be able to fish out of it? Are you going to be able to uh, just cruise? Are you going to be able to do both? Um, There is no such thing as the perfect boat. There are some incredible boats out there, but there no boat will do everything. Uh, no matter how hard you try to find it, um, you're always going to be lacking something um, depending on what you want to do. Uh, are the fish wells big enough? Or Do you have a live well on the boat? Um, what kind of storage do you have on the boat? I would say one great thing about WorldCat is we've got more storage than we got things to put in them. a complaint that I can never have, uh, storage on my Worldcat, Uh, great fish boxes, all around a great setup. Uh, You know, yes, there are some things that I would like to see different on that boat, Um, just like there are things that if you buy a, a, say, a yellowfin or a contender or one of those higher-end boats uh, that you might consider. Uh, Other things to think about, are you going to tow it? Are you going to put it in the water? Do you need to bottom paint it? All those things are things you need to think about before you ever sign the dotted line and make that purchase. Um, We trailer in the off season and we keep it in the water during the season. Um, I'm not a fan of bottom painting because I do believe bottom paint affects the performance of your boat. But at the same time, so does growth on the bottom. Um, You're looking at anything from... Um, $10 a foot to more to put it in a slip in a marina. Uh, you can store it in a um, uh, storage shed uh, facility at a marina, uh, dry storage, uh, where they put it in and out with a forklift. So those are all things to think about. Uh, you know, your friends, you're going to have a lot of friends once you buy a boat because everybody's going to want to go fishing. Cleaning your boat. How do you clean it up? Uh, We have gone through a number of products that we have, uh, some we've used and we continue to use today, some we've used a couple of times and thrown them away because they just really uh, weren't meeting muster. Uh, One product, for instance, I will give you or I will tell you about is Salts Gone. That's S-A-L-T-S Gone. Um, It's a salt removal product, uh, in my opinion, uh, best one on the market. Uh, You spray it on, and it takes that salt right off and dissolves it. I told you that we were going to uh, make an announcement, and so here we go. Um, As of uh, August the 20th, 2022, uh, we are going to shut down our charter operation at KC Sport Fishing, and we're going to move more into private guiding and um, be available to go with people on their boats and guide their trips. Uh, I want to do more personal fishing. I got into this because I love to fish, and I really have not had the opportunity to do that in the last three years. Um, So I'm making a uh, health, mental health, um, family decision. Uh, But stay tuned. Uh, You don't know what we're going to uh, come up with between now and August. Uh, There may be some opportunities for... Uh, my crew and stuff to keep right on going. Uh, But I am going to step back and I'll continue to do the podcast and we'll continue to have a great time with reports and everything. So hang with me as we move forward into the next phase of life. I'm 58 years old and I just really am having a good time, and I want to have a better time. So thanks for joining us uh, on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like us. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as always. I see a lot of you are uh, subscribing on YouTube. It really makes me uh, happy to see you guys doing this. So we'll be back next time, and we'll talk about fishing some more, and we really look forward to seeing you on the next episode.